Hey, and welcome to the Mickey and Minutes podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 33, Mickey 90, part 8, Epic Mickey, Lucky Oswald. Long forgotten. Full of characters lost in time. Now, the legend you thought you knew. Armed with the limitless power of the brush. Will become the epic hero he was always meant to be. Mickey Mouse has starred in many video games over the years, but none have been as important to fans and the company as Epic Mickey. This game does an amazing job of creating a brand new compelling story while using elements from the classic shorts, the theme parks, and even some forgotten Disney history. On this episode, I'm going to tell you why I think Epic Mickey is the best Mickey Mouse video game out there, and how it played an important role in reintroducing the world to Mickey's older brother, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Now we all know Walt's famous line, it was all started by a mouse. So we know that Mickey was the catalyst for all of Disney's major success. But Mickey wasn't Walt's first big character. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was a cartoon character created by Walt Disney and Ub Iwerks in 1927 for Universal Studios. Weird, right? We all think of Disney and Universal as competitors. But before Mickey, Walt actually made cartoons for Universal. Oswald made his debut in a short called Trolley Trouble on September 5, 1927. Oswald became a hit because he wasn't like the other popular cartoon characters at the time. Thanks to Walt, Oswald actually had a personality. Back then, the other popular cartoons were very gag-driven, but Walt's shorts were actually very story-driven. He wanted the characters to be somebody, not just drawings as he put it, and this approach worked. Oswald became a star. So in spring of 1928, Walt Disney traveled to New York City to negotiate a new contract with its producer Charles Mintz. Walt asked for more money to produce even better quality Oswald cartoons, but Mintz refused, instead offering Walt a much less appealing deal. When Walt turned that down, Mintz revealed that he had actually been approaching Walt's animators behind his back and offering them better contracts, which most of them accepted. So Walt had no choice but to leave Oswald with Universal and go back home. But he didn't want to get back to his studio with nothing. So legend has it that it was on that train ride home that Walt first came up with his newest character, Mickey Mouse. When he got home, he only shared his new character with a select few people. 
among them being Ubiwerks, who did not sign a contract with Mints. Together, they created the first Mickey Mouse shorts in secret, and on November 18, 1928, released Steamboat Willie and changed history forever. Universal kept putting out Oswald shorts, but they just weren't the same without Walt's vision. After several character redesigns, Oswald's fame dwindled and he was soon forgotten. Then, almost 80 years after Walt Disney lost Oswald to Universal, the Walt Disney Company brought the Lucky Rabbit back home. When current CEO Bob Iger first became the CEO of Disney, he mentioned that he wanted to bring back Oswald. So, in February 2006, he traded sportscaster Al Michaels, who was under contract with ABC and ESPN, to NBC Universal in exchange for a bunch of things, including the rights to Oswald. When this deal officially went through, Walt's daughter Diane Disney Miller said, I appreciate that he is a man of his word. Having Oswald around again is going to be a lot of fun. And boy was she right. Not long after the Lucky Rabbits returned to Disney, we started seeing him on merchandise in the theme parks. We even saw Oswald rabbit ear hats right next to the Mickey ears. Now that's a big deal. And soon, Oswald himself was even meeting guests in some of the parks. But in my opinion, the best thing to come from his long-awaited return was the video game Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey tells the story of what happens after Oswald's forgotten and Mickey rises to fame from the point of view of the characters. And what's so interesting about it is that the game's story parallels real Disney history. The game mostly takes place in what appears to be a dystopian version of Disneyland that is aptly named Wasteland. Wasteland was created by Yen Sid, the sorcerer from Fantasia, using a magic paintbrush. He made it to be a place where forgotten characters can go. Oswald became Wasteland's first resident and its ruler, after he was lost by Walt and forgotten by everyone. During his nearly 80 years stuck in Wasteland, he could do nothing but watch as Disney's new character Mickey Mouse took all the success, fame, and love that should have been his. So as anyone in his position would, he became jealous of Mickey. He just couldn't understand why he was replaced while things seemed to be going great. So he started to go a little crazy. Wasteland was his Disneyland. He threw all the Mickey memorabilia that ended up in Wasteland onto what he called Mickey Junk Mountain, which is Wasteland's Matterhorn, and made Wasteland into what he wished Disneyland was. He had animatronics of familiar characters in his park, but they were all defective and creepy in one way or another because Wasteland was the place for the rejected and the forgotten. But Oswald made himself the Mickey of Wasteland. He even put up the famous partner statue the way he thought it should have been, with him holding Walt's hand instead of Mickey. This game is so crazy because it gives us an interesting look into the mind of this character who has spent much of his life basically watching someone else live the life that he should have had and almost did. But Mickey Mouse doesn't even know who Oswald is. He's just living in the Toon World, which is the place where characters live and their lives in this world are enjoyed by us in our world as the cartoons that we watch. So Mickey is just living his life when all of a sudden he gets pulled into Wasteland. And imagine his shock when he sees basically a creepy version of his own reality with someone else in his place. That has to be really weird for Mickey. But eventually he learns who Oswald is and decides to help him defeat a monster 
that he actually accidentally created when he entered Yentsid's workshop and spilled paint and thinner onto Wasteland during the prologue of the game. As a Disney history fan, Epic Mickey is really cool not only because of Oswald's storyline, but also because of all the hidden and not so hidden references to Disney history. But this connection to real history can get kind of weird if you think too hard about how the game's mythology seemingly impacted our reality. An example of this is the implication that since Yen Sid created Wasteland before Mickey's rise to fame, it somehow inspired the design and layout of Disneyland. So did Walt know about Wasteland? How? The other possibility is that maybe since Yen Sid is a sorcerer, he saw the future and created Wasteland intentionally to look like Disneyland. But that seems like a really cruel thing to do to Oswald, right? These kinds of theories add so many more layers to this already amazingly crafted game. Also, as a Disney Parks fan, this game is amazing because it allows you to explore a bizarro Disneyland. You walk around and see familiar sights and attractions, but in a weird and creepy kind of way. For example, there's Dark Beauty Castle instead of Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and Lonesome Manor instead of the Haunted Mansion. And, if you're a fan of classic Mickey Mouse shorts, the best part of the game is that in order to travel between different lands of Wasteland, you have to jump into screens that are playing classic Mickey Mouse shorts, and you have to play your way through them in an old-school 2D side-scrolling style game. These little mini-levels are so much fun. Some of the shorts you get to play through are Clock Cleaners, Lonesome Ghosts, and of course, Steamboat Willie, just to name a few. And, as if Oswald being a main character in the game isn't enough, a couple of these minigames are actually based on classic Oswald shorts too, including Oh What a Night and Trolley Troubles. So basically, this game has everything a Disney fan could want. History, theme parks, classic shorts, and the return of Walt Disney's first big character. So if you haven't played it before, or if it's been a while since you have, I highly recommend sitting down and playing my favorite video game, Epic Mickey. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that brief history of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and about why Epic Mickey is my favorite video game. My favorite thing about Epic Mickey is seeing all the weird versions of Disneyland attractions. Do you like Epic Mickey as much as I do? What's your favorite thing about the game? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey in Minutes. This has been the 8th part of my special Mickey 90 series, so that means there's only one episode left. If you've missed any, be sure to go back and listen to them for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, or just stream them all straight from MickeyInMinutes.com. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes, and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos. And check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye.